The Italian Wine Podcast presents The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine A new book for curious wine lovers Narrated in weekly installments Join us on our journey through Italian wine Hello and welcome to another installment of the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, presented by the Italian Wine Podcast. As always, my name is Joy Livingston, your narrator for this series. The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine is intended as a quick, light-hearted crash course on Italian wine. The material provides a great opportunity for serious wine scholars to refresh on the basics or to use as a reference. At the same time, we hope to bring new fans of Italian wine up to speed. If you're wondering how to get a copy of the book, the Kindle version is available on Amazon, and the paperback is available from PositivePress.net. We'll also send you a complimentary paperback copy if you donate any amount to the Italian Wine Podcast while supplies last. Find details at ItalianWinePodcast.com or on our social media channels. Our topic this week will explore I-I-I, who are the Ayas, and what wine stories do they have to tell? So pour yourself a glass, sit back, relax, and join this journey through Italian wine. I-I-I, who are the Ayas, and what wine stories do they have to tell? Family businesses are common in the wine sector, and Italy is no exception. The history of wine in this country has paralleled that of great wine families who have helped shape Italian wine culture and build globally recognized brands. Among the brands, four wines whose names end with Aya have been regarded as not only amongst the finest representatives, but also those with exceptional wine stories to tell. Let us introduce you to Ornelaya, Solaya, Sassicaia, and Gaia. Ornelaya Ornelaya is a flagship Super Tuscan producer whose reputation is mainly attributed to the Ornelaya Bolgheri Superiore Doc Wine, a Bordeaux blend on Tuscany's Marema coast. The estate was founded by Marchese Lodovico Antinori in 1981, and the first Tuscan Bordeaux blend was later released in 1985. It was also home to another Super Tuscan star, Massetto, which separated as an independent winery in 2019. The current owner of Ornellaia is one of the world's oldest wine families. The Frescobaldi are a prominent Florentine noble family whose involvement in wine production dates back to around 1308. Originally leading bankers in medieval Florence, they soon became well known for producing Tuscan wine. Michelangelo once exchanged some of his paintings with Frescobaldi for a bottle. The family is even thought to have supplied wine to England's King Henry VIII. The Frescobaldi also take credit for introducing Chardonnay, Cabernet, and Merlot to Tuscany in the 19th century, sticking to the family's mission, cultivating Toscana diversity. The family fast expanded in the second half of the 20th century. Now, 10 out of 11 wineries owned by the family are located in Tuscany, including Ornellaia, which the family fully acquired in 2005. Solaia Solaia is the name of the wine and the vineyard. Quite self-explanatory, it refers to a sunny place, indicating the location of the vineyard. 
Emerging as an experiment to make the best of the remaining Cabernet grapes from making Tignaleno wine, few had anticipated that Solaya would rise up so swiftly to be one of the twin wine stars of the Antinori family. Originally, Solaya was a blend, driven by Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc, and it was not until the substitution of Sangiovese to Cabernet Franc that Solaya took the shape of today. Its twin, Tignanello wine, is a Sangiovese-dominated wine with the addition of Cabernet Sauvignon. The Antinori family has been committed to winemaking since 1385 when Giovanni di Piero Antinori became a member of the Arte Fiorentina dei Vinacchieri, the Florentine Winemakers Guild. It is now Italy's biggest family-owned wine group and manages 15 wineries across five regions of Italy, steadily investing abroad. The Antinori family also manages or is partially involved in wine projects in the U.S., Malta, Hungary, Romania, and Chile. Among them sits the world-famous Stag's Leap, the cult wine from Napa Valley. Gaia Gaia is a leading Piemonte producer and is credited for making a wide range of Nebbiolo-based wines, including the flagship Gaia Barbaresco di OCG wine, which dates back to the very beginning of its founding. Originally, they came from Spain in the 17th century. The family didn't actually practice winemaking until 1859, when Giovanni Gaia started the adventure with only two hectares of vineyard in Barbaresco. With time, the family gradually improved the wine quality and sized up. By the fifth generation, Angelo Gaia took over the family business. Gaia was already the leading Barbaresco producer with 40 hectares of vineyard, though Barbaresco enjoyed only regional reputation. Angelo, a trained enologist with international experience, introduced numerous advanced techniques in both the vineyard and the cellar, initiating the winery's modern success and eventually leading Barbaresco Gaia, an eponymous wine, to a sought-after iconic wine from Italy. Now the family's winemaking journey has broadened to include Brunello and Bulgari in Tuscany, and even as far as the Etna region where a joint venture called IDDA was founded in collaboration with Etna producer Gracci. Sassicaia The Incisa della Rocchetta family has its origin in Piemonte. However, it was the romantic binding between Mario Incisa della Rocchetta and Clarice della Gerardesca that brought winemaking into reality in the Bulgari region of Tuscany, where Clarice della Gerardesca inherited a large piece of land as the dowry to her marriage in 1930. Mario had long developed an interest in wine and appreciated the Cabernet grapes since his days in Pisa as an enology student. It was no wonder that he later created Tenuta San Guido, named after Saint Guido della Gerardesca who lived during the 11th century and introduced experimental cuttings of Cabernet from his friend's vineyard near Pisa. The first vineyard slot was chosen right next to Castiglioncello in Bulgari, and the soil is so pebbly that it was named as Sassicaia, meaning the place with many stones. Whilst initially Mario kept the Sassicaia wines for family consumption only, he was eventually convinced by his son, Niccolò Incisa della Rocchetta, and his nephew, Piero Antinori, to release the 1968 vintage to the market in 1971. The rest is history.
Lesser known to the wine connoisseurs, the family also has a deep passion for thoroughbred horses and natural life protection. Compared with the area under vine, the Razza Dormello Olghiata Thoroughbred Stud Farm and the bird sanctuary Padule di Bolgari occupy many more lands at Tenuta San Guido. Wines to try. Noziola. Noziola has been linked to Trentino since the 15th century, and its isolated geographic location in small mountaintop vineyards saved it from being uprooted in favor of international varieties. Though various theories exist, most experts believe the name comes from nocciola, meaning hazelnut, due to the color of the grapes and stalks when ripe, as well as the aromas of hazelnut the wine demonstrates. Sweet examples are made from late-harvested and air-dried grapes, called Trentino Vino Santo. These are unctuously sweet, rich, and complex, with ripe peach, almond paste, lime, candied pineapple, tropical fruit jelly aromas, and flavors. Tasting note. Dry still whites are crisp, light, and refreshing, with concentrated notes of white flowers, fresh green apple, citrus, and an underlying salinity. Noziola always exhibits high acid and often subtle nuances of hazelnut. Marzemino A grape which Mozart greatly admired, Marzemino is proven to be the offspring of Teroldigo, and a parent of Marzemina Bianca and Refosco del Peduncolo Rosso. It is found in the dock of Trentino Marzemino. It is mostly planted around the area of Valagarina and the towns of Rovereto and Isera. Ziresi is a well-recognized Grand Cru site. Tasting note. Characterized by medium body and lively acidity, 100% Marzemino wines have a red fruit-dominant profile with hints of dried sage, almond, and a slightly bitter finish. Arnais. Nearly extinct half a century ago, Arnais has become an iconic white grape thanks to the almost overnight success of Ceretto Blanger Bottling. Launched in the 1980s, it's one of the most important white grapes in Piemonte used for Roero DOCG Arnais and the Lange Doc. Before it became popular as a dry still white wine, Arnais was usually made into a sweet wine. Historically, a small dose of Arnais was used to soften the high acidity of Nebbiolo and Barbera wines. Tasting note. Pale straw yellow in color with low to medium acidity. This is why Arnais is rarely if ever used to make sparkling wines. The best wines are fresh and lively, exuding notes of fresh white peach and pear with nuances of sweet almond and white flowers. As Arnais oxidizes easily, care must be taken during winemaking to reduce oxygen contact in order to retain its freshness. Thank you for listening to this installment of the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine. We'll see you again next Thursday. And remember, the Kindle version of the book is available on Amazon and the paperback is available from PositivePress.net. You can also get a complimentary paperback copy by donating any amount to the Italian Wine Podcast while supplies last. Find Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at ItaWinePodcast. And check out at MamaJumboShrimp222 on TikTok. 
This has been the Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, presented by the Italian Wine Podcast, an advanced listen to the Italian wine story. Join us next week as we continue our narrative journey.